1: Hey, IronOverload.io Hardcore, episode 64 coming your way. Today we're going to talk about grass-fed beef and grass-fed whey protein. Is it worth it? So this is going to be a fun one. We're going to kind of go over this. And um, look, at the end of the day, I'm going to bring in Monster because Monster used to own a supplement company. He used to sell protein powder. So let's first talk about how whey protein is actually produced, and then we're going to kind of get into and what it is exactly. Because a lot of people don't get it. I was actually talking to a young guy the other day. And um, he was drinking protein powder. And he's like, oh, you drink protein powder, Steve? I'm like, no, I don't. And I'm like, well, you know what protein powder is, right? And he looked at me like, oh, I don't know what it is. I'm like, you know where it comes from. And so I told him where it came from. And he looked at me in shock. I don't know what he thought. <laughs> so momster, maybe Momster can start to show off because he's still in a supplement company. Tell us where yeah, right. yeah, protein yeah, yeah, yeah. powder
0: comes from. And we'll go from there. I'm, I'm just about old enough, Steve, that uh, I can remember when there wasn't whey protein. So um, there was other stuff which was super chalky, very, very thick and so on and so forth. Listen, guys, the situ- a very brief history of whey protein is thus. Right? So there were issues in the United Kingdom with the byproduct of cheese making was being put into rivers and it was polluting the rivers and killing fish and deoxygenating the water and so on and so forth. And the government says, you can't do that. And this wasn't just a problem in the United Kingdom. It was a problem everywhere. But the UK said, you can't do that. You need to do something with it now. When cheese is made, there's a poem that we do over here. Don't ask me to remember the words of the poem, Steve. But one of the lines is curds and whey. I believe the curd is what makes cheese. It's literally sort of globules that are surfaced. When, when milk starts to go off, or is treated a certain way. You get globules on the top. That's scraped off and put to one side. That becomes cheese. The clear liquid that's left is whey. And even in that form, it's kind of high protein. I believe it's like 11 or 12% protein, something like that, which for a waste material is kind of high, right? Here's a quick side one for you, Steve. And this was from a science fiction novel. The highest amount of protein in the human body is found in a viscous liquid in your eyeball. But I don't recommend going out there and eating bulls or goats' eyes or sheep's eyes or whatever. But that's actually supposed to be about 90% protein. This owes some of the the. the stuff that we've seen on the internet when they're talking about recommending insect protein, Some of them could be quite high, just not very nice to eat. Anyway, the liquid protein, the whey, is then treated. It's filtered. It is There's a version of whey protein uh, where it's called iron exchange, which actually involves heat as well as uh, you know electric currents and so on and so forth. And there's actually a very good documentary on how whey protein is made on YouTube. I watched it recently. So there's an enormous amount of fuels that's high pressures and so on and so forth. Now, in terms of the best form, you want the cold processed because the, the higher the heat, the more denatured the protein becomes. And in terms of, and this is the argument we're going to get into today, the argument, especially the topic today, Steve, is grass-fed beef or grass-fed whey protein. So I'm going to start with saying grass-fed whey protein is pointless, all right? Uh, and, I, and I say this for this reason, there is some evidence, as there certainly will be, and I'll let Steve jump in on this one, for grass-fed beef and the way that cattle are treated and the way that they're fed and so on and so forth. And as Steve and I discuss on this podcast a lot, the whole organic lifestyle versus the grass-fed whey protein. And the reason is thus, right? Firstly, you're not or you should not be relying on grass-fed whey protein as your singular protein source. In other words, quite simply, you're not going to have enough in a protein shake to make one damn bit of difference to your lifestyle. You're not. Okay? If, if, if I, I had some protein earlier on, Steve, one scoop. Typically when I trained was two scoops. I did a very light workout a day. just want to get back into the whole training thing a few days off over Christmas. I would typically have, for, on a leg day, uh, two scoops, which is equivalent to, I believe, 60 grams total powder, and about 50 grams protein. Um But if that was grass-fed whey protein, which it is not, I'm only going to be getting milligrams or fractions of milligrams of any of the organic benefits of beef that's been grass-fed. And it's only going to be one part, probably something between 25% and one-sixth of my protein intake for the day. So the reality of the situation is, guys, that even if there are, and I believe there are some benefits to grass-fed whey protein, you're not consuming enough to make it worth your while. Most of you can have one scoop. Now, Steve wants me to talk about how grass cows are treated, essentially. Uh, quite simply, guys, you can, <laughs> there's so many documentaries on this, Steve. It can be bloody horrendous, whether it's poultry or pigs or beef. If they're stuck in a barn and they're fed bags of feed, and they are literally, Steve, Steve and I have seen videos on this, they are standing in their own shit. If it's a super good farm, that shit is washed and cleaned away every single day. But it's not always done like that. So they're standing up the chickens that are in cages with half their feathers missing. And the food that they're given sometimes, and this is where there was an actual issue, included fucking animal matter from, from other animals and even sometimes on the same species. That actually cause issues in and of itself. The better ones are in two ways. Firstly, grass-fed. In, the, in Ireland, as opposed to the rest of the United Kingdom, Steve, more cattle are grass-fed than anywhere else in the UK. And the quality of that protein that comes from the, the those grass-fed cattle is higher. And In fact, I just read an article on this a couple of weeks before this podcast written by Brian Blatchelador. And Brian's been very high up in the protein industry for years. He's read some of his stuff in the past and he understands what's going on. So the the, the Irish dairy industry has their cattle way more likely to be grass-fed. The other issue, of course, and Steve talks about this when we refer to organic stuff, is getting the bloody animals outside in the fresh air. Here in Wales, Steve, it's it's, it's kind of almost a joke to see sheep up on the mountain. There are more sheep in Wales than there are Welsh people, including myself. More sheep than there are citizens, which is about two and a half, two and three quarter million people. We have more sheep than that. Same, I believe, is the argument for New Zealand. Population of New Zealand has exceeded by the amount of sheep they have in that country. And again, outside, in the fresh air, eating grass versus stuck in a barn, eating animal feed. Now, I'll get Steve to jump in with the specific benefits, especially for beef cattle, of grass-fed, which I know for a fact Steve includes much better or higher levels of omega fatty acids. Back to you for a second.
1: Yeah. So before we really dig into, you know, whey protein, we're not, you know, this isn't, we're not going to really, we're not really doing this podcast to debate, you know, is whey protein better than a steak? Because Mobster and I both agree and the science, you know, agrees that a steak yeah, yeah. And, and is better. But we're talking about specifically, is it worth it to get grass fed versus not? So let me just tell you what the cows, Mobster just explained about the way the cows are treated. But I'm going to tell you what the cows are fed. So when you get, grass-fed there's going to be a certain percentage of the time where the cows are grazing and it's like now land costs money you have to pay taxes on the land you got to maintain the land you got to buy the land so it's gonna be more expensive to grass feed cows especially today you know with real estate prices you know sky high across the world no so no matter where you are it's expensive. So if mobster and I decided we're going to go do, you know, we're going to start our own grass fed cow business, you know, it's going to cost us a fortune. It's not even going to be worth it to do it because land prices are so expensive. Then you got to pay the property taxes. You got to insure the land. You've got to maintain it. You got to have fencing around the land. You see what I'm saying? So it's very, very expensive. So of course it's going to be more expensive. So those of you out there, you're geniuses. Or like, oh, well, I'm paying twice as much for grass-fed beef. Yes, of course you're going to pay m- more <laughs> for I grass-fed yeah, beef yeah. and pastured eggs and all this stuff because you have to yeah. pay for more land. It's not where the cows just sit in a barn their whole fucking life. They don't see a speck of sun. So when the cows are outside in the sun, of course, they're getting the rays of sun. They're getting the the vitamins from the sun. Now, what they feed the cows, grass-fed versus not grass-fed, even with whey, is what, what happens is they'll feed – uh, corn, soy, grains, stuff like that. A lot of it is is um, chemically treated because they don't want bugs to get in there. They don't want rodents to eat it and all this stuff. It's called saving money. So if you get really, really cheap whey protein powder where the cow was fed corn and soy and grains and all this shit, which is not what they're supposed to be eating because they're cows, they should be eating grass. Then of course, it's going to be shitty quality not to mention a lot of you out there um, are going to be allergic to corn and soy and wheat so you're basically going to be consuming something that your body's allergic to and even if you don't have a reaction where you drink it and you're oh my god i'm sneezing i'm sneezing you're still it's still going to do things in your body it's still going to stress your body out the way you don't want you see what i'm saying so obviously it's much better uh, to consume grass-fed just on the merits of the cows are consuming it and then you're consuming a byproduct of an of an animal um so obviously it's going to be more healthy now we know when it comes to beef and steak grass-fed versus grain-fed it's not even close basically grain-fed beef if you're a person who eats grain-fed beef and you think you're a tough guy essentially they actually did the research on it it's pretty much like consuming candy if you're consuming grain-fed beef that's that's a nutritional value. It's pretty much that. So it's not even close when it comes to grass-fed beef and grass-fed. Now, when it comes to whey protein powder, look, it's still going to be processed. Grass-fed beef is going to be processed. And look, it also depends on which which one you're using. So here's the thing though with grass-fed, and this gives it an advantage. People who go out of their way to buy grass-fed protein powder and are willing to pay more, it's a different education level. It's a different class of person in a lot of cases. So they're going to look at the ingredients. They're going to be intelligent enough to actually read the ingredients and go through this and see. So I actually pulled up some of the most top five, top 10 most selling grass-fed protein powders. And really the worst things I was seeing that they contain were things like stevia leaf extract. Now is stevia... Natural stevia, okay, absolutely. It comes from a leaf of a plant. as long as it's not sprayed, you know, it's good. But the thing is, extract of stevia is not so good, but it's there's worse. There's worse sweeteners, okay? Because the stevia leaf extract is still pr- to processed to a stage it's not natural stevia. So if you buy the pure stevia from the health food store, it's going to be about two or three times more expensive than just getting the extract. Okay. So I'm going to tell you that another ingredient mobster. I'm seeing monk fruit extract. Same thing. Okay. It's a sweetener. Is that as bad as high fructose corn syrup? No. Is that as bad as soybean oil, which is hydrogenated? No. Is that bad as some of the other things that I see in protein powders, the natural flavors, artificial flavors? No. But is it good for you? No, it's kind of neutral. It's neutral. So it's not going to hurt you, but it's not going to help you. And then salt. I see a lot of these Products, monster. they have salt. And I see a lot of them that have sunflower lessening, which is, you know, there's, you know, again, is it bad for you? No. Do I want to be consuming it every day? No. You see what I'm saying? So my point is a lot of these grass-fed products have better ingredients on purpose because the people who are consuming them demand that, otherwise they won't buy it. Does that make sense? So in terms of that, if you're a person who just look likes to look at the label, you don't want to read the ingredients. You're too lazy to read the ingredients. You know, you don't have time to read the ingredients. Whatever happened to be, you know, if you go to the the store and you've got grass fed protein powder sitting there and you got regular protein powder sitting there, there's a good chance that other people are doing the work for you, and they've made it so that the company is going to make the grass-fed protein powder a better quality product. Does that make sense? So, again, is it better is grass-fed protein powder better than a steak, a grass-fed steak? No. Is it better than a grass-fed beef? No. But is it better than the cheap protein powder for 25 bucks where you can buy a tub and that's half the size? Usually in 95% of situations, it will be better. So, in in that situation, from what i've seen because i can pull a protein powder monster off of amazon and i can tell you you know that the quality of these protein powders are horrifically bad i'm talking about oh yeah bad. i mean
0: let, let me jump tons in tons of so. sugar
1: tons yeah, yeah. of artificials tons super low all this stuff that destroys your your gut health it's just yeah. really bad for you Go ahead.
0: i mean without even getting into the potential for people of the of, over and above teenagers being Dairy and/or lactose intolerant, and therefore the, the higher levels of dairy and the higher levels of lactose you consume is actually upsetting your gut. And of course, we've discussed gut health as a separate thing, and probably will do it again in the future. Let me get into the specifics. And this would it doesn't matter, ironically, if it's grass fed or not, if the rest of what some of what Steve said applies. Right now, Steve's quite correct. If the company selling grass fed protein, and I'm going to specifically say Steve, unflavored grass-fed protein, the benefits will be greater than they will be if they're flavoured. Here's the thing, and it applies to both kinds, whether it's grass-fed or not grass-fed. One of the number one selling proteins, I think it was the number one selling protein, back in the day, and I talked about 20 years ago, was BSN. And BSN produced a product, uh, the name of which escaped me right now, Steve, but the, I think six seems to ring a bell. And their number one selling flavour was a birthday cake, or sometimes a cake mix. That was it, cake mix flavour. Now, in order for a product to be considered to be a higher protein, protein powder, it needs to be about 80% or very, very close to 80%. Isolate is, by definition, 90% or more. The cake mix that they produced back in the day was 67%, and that's because the uh, the serious amount of additions in the form of sweeteners, that like Steve's referred to, flavourings, Crumbs, biscuits, and actual bits of cake and God knows what else, like various different flavors that go out there. The better it tastes, the worse it's probably gonna be. Right now, that would reply if it's grass-fed or not. If the grass-fed product that you take off the shelf, A, is cheap, it's probably been blended with a cheaper protein. And B, it's probably full of crap that you don't need, but you want to have. So the issue for me is I actually could buy, this is how I buy mine. The company that used to provide me buy the pallet load protein, which went off to a company which then flavoured and sweetened the God knows what else. And we actually kept it very simple, Steve. was like five ingredients on our products. The same company that used to provide that material will sell me a single sack, not just me, but any customer, single sack, a little bit, obviously, a lot higher price than it would be if I was buying a pallet or two pallets or whatever. So I buy my product. 20 kilos at a time. It lasts me a whole fucking year. That's slightly more than a year. It's good for two years. So there's no issue. It's got nothing in there apart from, as Steve said, the sunflower lecithin, which is an emulsifier, basically stops the powder sticking together, it makes it shake up nicely, and that's it. There is no colouring. There's no sweeteners. There's no biscuit crumbs or taste of some candy that you used to like or whatever the top flavour is of the moment. Uh, I, I've had lots of different flavourings. I've got food, food flavourings upstairs. so' going to make an ice cream, Steve. But again it's the the most natural form i can possibly get if i was buying grass fed i'd probably pay another 30 or 40 percent premium over and above the version i get and again i'd want it with nothing added if i want to get the benefits of the products and again like i said i'm talking about one or two scoops on my training day so it's not a better than food definitely not steve i would want it as unadulterated as it was possible for it that to be and again I would even look into, and I've done this, both studying it uh, for myself and then later on when I had the protein company, the supplement selling company, I looked at the specifics of the various processes that were involved. For example, there's no point having a beef protein, and Steve's quite correct that I suspect the companies that sell it do not do this, but if it's heat treated, it's denatured, and you're going to lose some of the very benefits that the cow-eating grass is supposed to have given you. So you want it as not, and I'll be crude with this, Steve, not fucked about with. You want it as plain and as simple and as unadulterated, whatever as possible. And heck, guys, you can add flavoring to it. I know that's a pain in the ass that you've got to do this thing to make it taste nice, whether that's half a ripe banana or a little bit of vanilla essence or so on and so forth. You can add literally a handful of strawberries, that kind of thing, to it just to give it a flavor because I know some of you guys can't take away protein unless it's got a flavour. It's, and for me, it's kind of insipid. I don't really notice it. It's just like a, a thick thicker version of water has not, not really got any flavor. I'm kind of used to it. But at the same time, you know, Steve and I have managed to achieve certain levels by trying to eat sensibly. by when we have used supplements, doing a little bit of supplemental research. Now, the bottom line for me is, Steve, that is compared to the cheaper proteins that Steve said, yes, better, but as unadulterated as possible, com- the same thing would apply to the beef. I would want the beef, I like aged beef, Steve. If I'm going to treat myself to a steak, a nice piece of ribeye, 21, 28 or more, 36 sometimes days aged, I love that. And I would want it, if I possibly could, to have it from an organically sourced, uh, sourced vis a farm that treats its animals well, allows those animals out in the open air, and so on and so forth. And there will be, for example, Steve, and we know this applies to eggs, the equivalent of an egg omega fatty acid that's been organically treated over and above the fatty acids, et cetera, that exist in a normal steak. So it's like having that piece of steak and an organic egg on top just for the additional fatty acid benefits, the omega fatty acid benefits. There's a bunch of other stuff out there, guys, and I'll def- I'd will encourage you to go off and look at this because, and as I said, the, I haven't got it in front of me, but I should have had, uh, the reference article that I was thinking of when, when I was talking about this earlier on where Brian Batchelor has gone away and looked at the great specifics and talked about products and said, again, the problem, as I say with this in my regards, Steve, is that the 30 grams or less that you might consume a day is actually kind of insignificant. It's gonna, the, the better benefit will come from organic across the board in terms of your nutrition. Now, Steve and I have touched upon this before, whether that's organically raised and treated chickens or pork or beef whether it's organic, local, especially Steve talks about it, supporting local farms, so it hasn't travelled for miles, it hasn't needed to be frozen, fruit and vegetables. Stuff like, for example, Steve, and this is just a really silly thing, and I'll just touch on this briefly before bringing Steve back in. You have fruit and vegetables displayed in a certain particular way in the supermarkets. As often as not, they have a form of wax applied to them to make them shiny are cleaned and washed and another form of wax to make the apple or whatever fruit you're looking at shiny uh literally as some people said what the hell why has it got wax on But well, that does uh, there's a, a, a supermarket in this country steve that uses like a mister uh, but he's probably the only supermarket that does that to make the fruit look fresh and have dews of also and moisture on the fruit and so on and so forth and that's just and again there is there's actually a company i think there's a section section of one or two of the supermarkets where they sell ugly fruit and it's perfectly fine to eat it's as organic as hell it just doesn't look perfect like you'd have it in a photograph or an advert for a magazine or a newspaper or for a billboard the perfect mm. grape or the perfect apple it's got the same level of nutrition as the other fruit the other vegetable but it doesn't look perfect shouldn't matter it certainly doesn't matter when it's already chopped up and added to a meal that you're eating In a soup or on the side of your plate roasted or steamed or whatever so it shouldn't really matter but people want it to look that particular way and i unfortunately for it to look that way there are pesticides there are chemicals it's chemically treated just to look nice the ugly fruit is sold to companies that process food or thrown away or given to animals and so on and so forth there's a whole back and forth that we could have on this stuff and it applies here you know it's, it's the version of the the cattle all the whey protein that appears or tastes very nice versus the version, unadulterated, flavorless, no biscuits added, no dried pieces of fruit, no preservatives to make it taste nice or any of those things. You want it as plain and as simple as possible if you are using it and certainly if you're using it above the average level that I talked about earlier on, Steve. So what do you think? On yeah, this?
1: I think I think the bottom line, if you want to eat, drink protein powder, which I don't, by the way, but mobster does exactly what mobster said it's about avoiding more than anything. And it's it's almost like you want to just get a grass fed unsweetened, like mobster said, with with nothing in it. And there are companies that have that. Now you're going to drink it and it's going to taste bitter and it's not going to taste sweet. So what you could do is you could add some fruit to it, maybe you can add some honey to it, something like some raw honey, not the not. Not honey with sugar added, you know, but raw honey, and that would make it a little sweeter. And that would be your best option. Another option is you could find a local farm that, like Mobster said, treats their cows well, where the cows are on the on on eating grass and they're out in the sunshine, and everything. And you can get like raw, unpasteurized milk if you yep. can tolerate dairy, and if you want that, I don't consume dairy. I haven't touched dairy in like eight years, nine years. But that would probably be a healthier. That would be a healthier option than going with. We got to remember, protein powder is processed. It's a processing stage. Mobster described yeah, how they made it. So yeah. it is a fake food. It is labeled as a fake food. That's what they teach you when you when you're an edu, educated person like me, <laughs> and you take you know you take all these online courses and you show up in a college uh, once a week. So I can get a, a, you know, a paper that said I went and, and took this many classes. But again, this is common sense stuff, guys. I mean, at the end of the day, if it's made in a factory, it's a fake food. So it's going to your body is going to treat it differently. So like I said, if you had to like put a, put a gun to my head, I would tell you forget protein powder entirely and just go to a local farm and get unpasteurized raw milk, fresh. That was that was milked that morning, and that would be a better option if you can tolerate the dairy. And then that would be the option. If you can't tolerate the dairy, then don't consume it. Be like me and don't consume it. You don't need to consume protein powder or milk or any type of dairy to build muscle. I don't think Arnold, um, based on what he said and based on his views on the farming industry, from the things that he's written about and said, messes with dairy. I don't think he's consumed dairy in years either. And he follows mostly, you know, a plant-based diet today. He doesn't even really eat any red meat. I don't think. I don't think he ever ate. I red meat.
0: think. I think Steve. Sorry, I, I maybe in the seventies he 70s had, ate some yeah. meat. Meat-free days for sure. Back yeah. in the seventies, you're quite correct. You have a very high levels. So of there. Protein. So it's
1: really. But the, the, what I want to make the point is, like, this is what Monster Bob a good point? It's about avoiding I, the protein powders, the typical cookie cutter protein powders that I see being marketed heavily, um, all over the place. Um, whether it be on television and magazines, on the internet, social media influencers, they are no more nutritious than going to Walmart to the ice cream section, opening the freezer, and pulling out the 199 box of ice cream. Like you literally get the same amount of nutrition because it's basically just a bunch of sugar and dairy. And that's what they that's what they call it. It's not even real ice cream. And the protein powder is not even real. Because it's, they take the protein powder and they add a bunch of shit to it on top of it. Yep, it's like yep, the lowest yep. quality. The supplement owners, if you dig into their history, we've done some podcasts out then. These guys are criminals. <laughs> they're felons. They have history. Yep. They're tax yep. cheats. They're basically grifters. And they you know, they don't have your best interest at heart. They just want to make money. And they all live in these big mansions and they drive these fancy cars. Where do you think they got they, that let, stuff let, from? They got it from let, you.
0: I actually did a whole, uh, I think it was 4,000-word article for Muscle Talk back in the day on the, what I, I called the protein scandal. And the boss of that particular website is now he's uh, selling Fuel, um, a, a, a product that you can take in lunchtime in lieu of... them. It's like a meal replacement, very big. Last year, they did 173 million pound turnovers, and it's growing exponentially. And he allowed me to have this thing up for a week. So very quickly... Um, the scandals within the industry were thus. There is a way of describing a product in the ingredients. And if you put the, the first ingredient, should be the main ingredient by a percentage. If it's not, or if the ingredients are in brackets, they can have it in any order they like. So that's one right there. Let me touch on the ice cream thing, and then I'll finish up, Steve. So if I make my own ice cream here. And I talked on another podcast about a local company, very well-known, does great products in their ice cream. They produce a sorbet with 19 fucking ingredients, Steve. It's disgusting. And taste of chemicals. I'm just thinking as we did this show, when I make an ice cream upstairs, it has six ingredients. That's four for the, the cream mix, the thing that actually makes an ice cream, and then two additional ingredients. Like, if, for example, I will add a lemon biscuit and then lemon curd to a lemon-flavored ice cream so four basic ingredients and then two additional ingredients to make it something special that's how you should approach any food guys but definitely listen bottom line for grass-fed beef absolute thumbs up especially if it's organic and the cows are treated and are allowed outside and so on and so forth still bad if they're stuck in a barn and fed grass steve grass-fed protein yes compared to bog standard cheap low-grade products but again it's not going to be 90% of your intake from protein. It's going to be a small percentage. So there will be some benefit, but not as high a benefit as it would be if you was consuming a lot. And definitely not how high a benefit as it would be if you are having other organic or grass-fed products in the rest of your nutrition. So keep that in mind. Let us know what you think on this, guys. Talk about protein products, especially those, those good ones, bad ones, what you think, et cetera, et cetera, in the comments. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions of ours. Is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.